53 years ago this week, Helen Keller died at age 87. She was both blind and deaf from infancy. But she didn't let these limitations stop her becoming the first blind and deaf person to graduate from college. A perfectly healthy baby from birth, she was stricken with scarlet fever at 19 months. Though she survived the illness, it left her without the ability to see or hear. But Helen Keller eventually overcame her disabilities with the help of her teacher, Anne Sullivan. Not in spite of, but because of her handicaps, she was led to see the goodness of the Lord who created her. Reflecting on her life, Keller said, I thank God for my handicaps, for through them I found myself, my work, and my God. Though she was completely blind and deaf, she found great glory in her Savior, Jesus. Helen Keller is a great example that we walk by faith, not by sight. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. We're continuing a series today called God's Word in Your Heart. The image of a chain brings to mind many things. Bondage, servitude, prison, maybe even slavery. The Apostle Paul spent much of his time in captivity later in life before he died. And he certainly knew the strength of a chain. But for Christians through the centuries, one passage of Scripture has stood out as so hope-filled and strengthening that the passage itself has come to be known as a chain, and not one that holds us captive either. It's a chain that sets us free. I'm talking about the golden chain, to be exact. And what better term could there be for verses that describe the almighty love of God for his people? Every time we open our hearts to hear about this love, it's like adding another powerful link to the chain connecting us to the Almighty. It strengthens our hope in the Lord, and I think we could all use a bolstering of our hope these days. So don't go away. Let's be encouraged together by Romans 8, 28-31. Then after the program, I want to send you music that will soothe your soul. It was created by songwriter and producer Jay Stalker, and he calls this unique music Scripture Lullabies. I asked Jay why this music is not just for children. We like to say that Scripture Lullabies is powerfully peaceful music for every age, not just the little ones. Often people think that because it's lullabies, it's just for kids or babies, but really it's for every single age group, and everyone who listens to it is ministered to so deeply by by the scripture and by the word of God. We really feel like this music is the vehicle by which God is able to get into people's hearts. A lot of people don't have time to get into God's word and really absorb what God is saying to them. And this offers an opportunity for them to do just that. That's producer and Christian musician Jay Stalker. He created scripture lullabies. And even though his original idea for this series was to bring peace to children, so many adults are now benefiting from it as well. You can hear some of his instrumentals under my voice right now. Picture yourself laying in bed, listening to sweet sounds and comforting words from the Hidden in My Heart's complete collection. 
I'd like to send you all four albums, including the just-released Volume 4, for your minimum gift to Haven today. Here's the number to call after the program, 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or listen to samples from the CDs, watch the full video interview, and make your gift online at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And if you'd just like the fourth CD that's just out, we have that for a gift of any amount. And now let's open. Here's Matt Redman with Lucy Grimble. Nothing can separate us. There is a love that never runs out, that flows from the heart of my father. Never forsakes, it won't walk away. Love is running after us, singing no height, no depth, no weight, no length, nothing can separate us. Oh, there is a great. 
a song taken out of Romans 8. That's Nothing Can Separate Us. Lucy Grimble with Matt Redman opening this haven today. And I'm Charles Morris with a program called God's Word in Your Heart. When we began our time together, I mentioned the golden chain found in Romans 8, 28 to 31. For the believer in Christ, there are no more encouraging words than what you read in all of chapter 8. It begins with no more condemnation if you're in Christ Jesus. And then it builds to these great words. Let's hear the word of the Lord. May the word speak to you as well as me right now. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he called. Those he called, he justified. Those he justified, he glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? The golden chain. It's found in the middle of this passage in Romans 8. Paul said that God had done a series of things for his people, and these acts of God cannot be broken. But first, I want to look at the promises on either side of this chain. First, the promise of verse 28. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Now, it's one thing to say that our Heavenly Father uses good things to bless us, but it's another thing altogether to say that he uses all things to bring good things to us. That's a challenging teaching. We need to think about it in humility. Some have taken this passage in a selfish direction, as if it says that God makes everything all about you. Whatever's going on in the world, it's all about you getting something good out of it. Like most misconceptions, there is an element of truth to this, but it's a small element indeed. It is true that God works all things for our good, just not in a way that allows us to be selfish. Far from it. The emphasis here is that it is God working all things for our good. You and I are just the recipients. Now think of that. What can you and I possibly do about most things going on in this world? We have no awareness, no resources, no power in ourselves. Only the God who made the heavens and the earth has the vantage point to know what really goes on in this world. We should be so filled with gratitude that he chose to work all things for the good of his people. And it really is all things. The Lord of history doesn't just know what's happening in the world. He actually gives the events of our world real meaning. Ecclesiastes gives us the human perspective. When we look at the world with all its complexity, injustice, and wickedness, we're tempted to say that it's all meaningless. And that would be true if not for the God who reigns high above the earth. This wonderful promise says that the Father in heaven doesn't just love you in the abstract. No, he actually takes the things of this world, good as well as bad and evil, 
and somehow turns them for your good. We don't know exactly how, and we don't need to know exactly how, but it's true all the same. What a jolt of power this gives to our hope. The world is filled with all kinds of distressing things. It often seems cruel and random, but our hope is in the Lord, who sees it all and turns it all for our good. And then there's the promise of God's allegiance. That's right. In all his grace and mercy, the Lord has promised to be our ally, not only in the life to come, but even in this life with all its hardness. Paul said, if God is for us, who can be against us? The prophet Isaiah quoted the Lord, and it was the same message to the people of Israel in his day. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Where else can you turn for hope in this world? Hope, if it's going to really stand the test of time, has to be placed in something that won't fall apart. And this promise for the Lord is as secure as it gets. What is hope? Christian hope is a faith-filled expectation of something that has not yet come. It has to do with the future. Paul said in another place that we don't hope for what we already see. If you have it and can see it, then there's no need for hope. But that's not the experience of Christians in this life. We long for all kinds of things that we can't see yet. We have evidence of the kingdom of God, but it's not here in its fullness yet. What will help you persevere while you wait? Politics? Well, no matter where you lean politically, I think we can all agree that our hope can't possibly be in a human political leader. How about in your work? Many of us find great satisfaction in our jobs, but we can't put our hope in those jobs. Not even the best things in this life are strong enough for us to put our hope in. But God's promises are sure. When everything else seems turned against us, God's there. He's for you. He's your ally. And you can count on that. How could it be any different? Our Heavenly Father has given us His own Son, and He did that so that we could be forgiven, so we could be holy in His sight and righteous forever. We are acceptable to Him because of Christ. It's God's great delight to be on our side. That's a promise powerful enough to hang our hopes on. God works all things for your good, and God is for you. Two promises point us to Jesus. He proves that these promises are not empty words, but really true. You can be sure that God works good out of evil because he did that for Jesus. The Son of God was pure, innocent, and holy, but he faced the injustice of the cross. There's never been a more wicked act in history, and it's this very same act that led to our redemption. Because Christ died for our sins, he was raised and given his inheritance. And because he died, we are saved from all our sins. Now, you might think, that happened 2,000 years ago. How does that do any good to me today? That's where the golden chain becomes such a great source of hope to us. 
In between these promises, Paul says that God has brought the work of Jesus 2,000 years to you today. He foreknew and predestined you to receive Christ's saving work. He called you with the message of the gospel. He justified you by declaring you righteous through Christ. And because of all this, you will surely be glorified one day to come. A resurrection body and an inheritance in God's kingdom. In fact, Paul was so confident of God's work for us that he used the past tense. He said, those God justified, he also glorified. In other words, it's as good as done. And we get to taste the blessings of that glory even today. All of us could use a bolster to our hope these days. But thankfully, God has provided promises that come straight out of his work. A golden chain of our salvation. He works all things for your good. He's on your side. And you can be sure of this because he's brought the work of Jesus right to you, even today. Not just things that happened 2,000 years ago, but gifts for your soul that you can still enjoy in the now. Hold on to this chain. Let it guide you to the Lord of heaven and earth. Put your hope in him. Why don't we just take a moment and pray right now? Would you join me? Lord in heaven, we've shared words that were inspired by your Holy Spirit. Words that the Apostle Paul wrote almost 2,000 years ago to the church in Rome. Lord, can we believe and understand more that all things work together for good? For those of us who are in Christ Jesus, Lord, I pray we all are. And for those who aren't and just somehow found this program now, I pray that they would confess their sin and come to the cross of Christ and find forgiveness for their sin and find how this verse has meaning to them. And for those who already know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I pray that this passage, this golden chain in the middle of Romans 8, would take on new meaning for every Christ follower. I pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I could climb the highest heights, travel far beyond the sky. Even there I know you'd find me with your love. I could cross the distant seas, walk through valleys dark and deep. Even there I know you'd reach me with your love Nothing can separate me Not tomorrow or today Not my 
Based on Romans 8.28 and 1 John 4.18, that is a scripture lullaby by J. Stalker from his Hidden in My Heart, Volume 2, Nothing Can Separate Me. On Haven Today, I'm Charles Morris, a program called God's Word in Your Heart. And as we're facing anxious and fearful times, I want to send you the Hidden in My Heart Scripture Lullabies CD Collections. Volumes 1, 2, 3, and yes, even 4, which was released on our program last week. These songs were written to help children sleep without fear, but to also trust in God's Word. But so many adults, we've learned, are finding the Lord is ministering to them through Jay's music and lyrics with Scripture lullabies. This music will bring much-needed peace to your life as well as those you share it with. Jean in Kentucky got the set to give to her grandchild, and Rosie in Maryland got a copy of the new CD for herself and then had one sent to a friend. Rosie and Jean, thank you 
so much for making a gift to the ministry and helping us share the great story that's all about Jesus. I know these scripture lullabies will bless you along with your friends and your family. Why don't you call us right now? Make your gift. It's our fiscal year end this month. So be as generous as you possibly can. And the number to call is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Now, if you do want to send the CDs to someone else who you know and who you love, please give us their names and addresses, along with even a little note. And you can also listen to samples from the Scripture Lullabies and make your gift there at our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And if you just like the Hidden in My Heart, Volume 4, that we just released last week, we have that CD for your gift of any amount. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. We get to come back again tomorrow, and I hope you'll join me as together we share the risen Christ together here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. How is it that a loving, powerful, sovereign God would allow so much evil and suffering in this world? It's one of life's great questions, and most people struggle with it, some more than others, often because of their own life experiences or the hard things that they've seen. Well, that's how I would describe Habakkuk, an Old Testament prophet who wrestled with God over very hard issues. And his prophetic book, only three chapters long, is one of the most approachable in all the Bible, full of depth, emotion, and heart-wrenching pleas to God. But then Habakkuk ends with this conclusion. He writes, I will rejoice in the Lord. I'll be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. Let Anchor Devotional encourage you in your walk with God. Try it out at GetAnchor.com.